What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just wanted to say I hope you and all your loved ones are safe right now. Thank you guys for listening to the show and tuning into the show every week. I appreciate y'all so much for being on this journey with me. And also, if you like the show, please subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. And also, please leave a comment. Let other people know what you think. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is Mike Brown. It's started letting go. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Today, I have a special guest in the building. Um, one of the first artists to, to work with me on music, man. And uh, that, had to be, that had to be at least like 10, 11 years ago. And it's it's so dope to now be coming back around at this point in the journey and, and working together again, man. You mind introducing mm-hmm. yourself to the people? No doubt. My name is uh, D1. I am uh, I am born David Augustine Jr., but professionally stage name is uh, D1. That's what's up, man. So before we go too far, you can either keep your eyes open or close them. And uh, for the listeners as well, you keep your eyes open or close them, but we all are going to take three breaths together just to bring us mm-hmm. all in the same space. So I'll guide us through those breaths. So breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in one more time. And let it go. There it is. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Shoot, last, last time I saw you, we uh we ran into each other at the airport. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh man, I'm curious to know how has the journey been for you from I guess, like I said, I I moved out of New Orleans in 2009. And shoot, it's 2020 now. But how has your journey been in between those times? Wow, man, it, it's been so much that's happened that it feels it feels like a blur sometimes, bro. Because um, every day is action packed. Um, every day is is about balancing a bunch of uh, a bunch of different. Uh, different segments of, uh, of of my life all into something that is uh, productive and something that is like functional and yeah, bro. Like I, I blink my eyes and I'm like, golly, it's been ten, it's been eleven years, and I think about the the amount of touring and the amount of traveling and the amount of putting music out or interacting with people or making making connections with fans, uh, the amount of tears that's been shed, the amount of mental ups and downs during that time. And it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. And I think it's because it's been a real dense, um, a real dense, you know, uh, uh, pace that everything has gone at, man. Like, like it, like when I made a decision to stop being a teacher, um, and to get into the music full time, that was like a decade ago. And so for me, from that time on, being an entrepreneur, it just 
ignited a switch in my head and I flipped the switch into go mode and go mode, you know, it, it's something where I never fully feel, uh, I never fully feel like, like my job is done. I always feel like there's more to do. So I've had to learn the art of pacing myself and, and some people who want to be entrepreneurs, they don't know. They don't know that this takes more work than having a nine to five. But then the the flip side of that is some people don't know the art of how to uh, achieve balance in your life. And I've had to learn that stuff in real time, man, over the past decade. So, um, so it's been a, it's been a, a fruitful journey, definitely. I, I know that I've, uh, I've just been focused on making tangible impact in people's lives, either through my music or just through my presence. And, and that never gets old. Every day, the opportunity to make an impact on people's lives, either through my art or through my, um, you know, just through my interactions with them, that, that, has, that has never, like I haven't, I haven't had one day of boredom you know, um, as an, as an adult, bro. Cause yeah. my, whole life, my whole adult life has either been being a teacher or being an artist and being an artist, it still feels like being a teacher. It just feels like I have a bigger classroom now, you know, that's it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like now your classroom, you know, you, you touching the masses and, um, you know, kind of going back to you performing. I remember the first time I saw you perform, you were ripping money up on stage. Mm. Wow. And, uh, yeah, man. And that still stands out to me because like your your message has like always stayed consistent in your music. And um, I'm just curious to know, like, how were you, how how have you been able, even at the levels that you've reached, been able to like just stay grounded in what you like your mission? Yeah, because I, I knew my purpose uh, before I stepped foot in the music industry. So by the time you saw me on stage, uh, I already put thought into the song that I, that I thought of and the bars that I wrote. And when I went to the studio and delivered them, and when I would practice them and memorize them and get ready for performances, I'd already put so much thought into my product before I ever touched a stage or touched uh, a national platform that uh, my purpose, you know, was, was solidified. So yeah, I, I it's been very few times that um that I that I've just created a piece of art and not thought about what's the uh what's the purpose for that art. You feel me? So because because of that, knowing my purpose has been the key to 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 everything, man. And and knowing my purpose makes it to where if I walk in the room with fifty other rappers, um, a lot of them they just wanted to be in the room, unfortunately. You know, that's what we're taught is that, you know, just get in the room and, and you've made it. And I'm like, nah, what, what defines if I've made it is what do I do once I get in that room? Um, and, and, and what do I do that, that has uh, a transformative nature about it? So that has to be the content and the, the, the energy and the vibe that I bring, you know, to that room. Uh, that that determines success. You know, being in somebody's office or on somebody's label, that never made me feel successful. It's always like, what am I doing when I when I get in those environments? Yeah. Has it ever crossed your mind to like sign to a label? So I did sign to a label for a while. Um I signed with RCA Records, uh one of the okay. biggest labels in the whole world, bro. You got Chris Brown signed to RCA. Uh you got 
ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg, G Easy, um, a ton of huge artists, Miguel, Alicia Keys. Um, so I signed with RCA and the reason why I signed with them is because uh they saw they saw my track record and they already saw what I stood for and and they, they knew what they were getting. So they weren't trying to change me. They were looking to enhance me um, doing what I do already. So it made sense at the time. And and I ended up signing with them. Um, and I don't have any regrets about that. Once you sign, you realize that there's a there's a lot more to, um, to being signed than just having a staff that's ready to push your music, you know, as far as it can possibly go you realize that it's a lot more uh it's a lot more involved in in being signed than than just recording music giving it to them and then they push it so for some artists uh that works and for other artists that doesn't work and and after signing and after being signed for a few years i realized that it was actually more um beneficial to me to be independent and i didn't realize it until i was already signed and i was like wow now i can compare i can compare what it was like being independent and what it's like being signed and thankful for both um for both opportunities but i realized that being independent made more sense for me for me and for my brand as an artist so uh, um i was able to get back independent and i i chose to officially start my own record label now so that um anything I'm doing, I'm not just doing it for myself. I'm doing it for artists that I can uh ultimately utilize the blueprint that that that's working for D1 to help enhance their careers. So that's the phase I'm in now is still pushing myself as an artist because I have so much more left in me that I want to say on the microphone that the world uh is gonna benefit from. But in addition to just me doing what I do, I'm also, um, you know, creating a formula that'll be able to work for other artists as well. Man, that's really dope to hear. It really is. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to like somebody that's coming up? And, and I think to be more specific because, uh, you know, not to say, I, like, I don't want to put you in a box of being like conscious or anything, but just being authentic to what you believe in, what advice would you give to an artist that is going against the grain and coming up? Yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever you think it is that makes you different, that's going to also make you memorable. So don't run away from the things that make you different or that make you stand out. Actually embrace those things. Um, that's what I would tell them because all the things about me that, I knew made me different and separated me from other artists. Um, you know, as far as my, my lifestyle, as far as what I've been through, um, as far as how I rap, all the things that, that made me different. Um, I had a choice to make. I could either embrace those things and double down on them, or I could try to camouflage them and say, man, let me, let me do more of what people want, you know, or what more of what people are used to. And, giving people what they are used to um, doesn't have longevity, you know, uh, giving people what they want at the time doesn't have longevity either. Um, uh, 
giving people something that is different that they ultimately feel like they need, you know, that that has a lot of uh benefits and a lot of uh staying power to it. So, you know, bro, there's a lot of artists who were rapping in 2009 and 2010 who they definitely aren't still able to do it successfully um on a professional level today. And I just think that uh for a lot of them it's because they were trying to fit in to what was hot back then. And if you're trying to fit into what's hot at any given moment, um, you're, what you're doing is you're showing that you're not like a, that's like if Coca-Cola changed the way Coke tastes um, every couple of years because it's like, oh man, there's a new trend out. You know, like there's a new hot flavor. So, the baseline of Coca-Cola is going to change. And now it's different if you say, hey, Coca-Cola is going to stay the same, but we'll add additional flavors over time. That's different than saying the actual brand of Coke is going to change based on what flavor is hot in the in the marketplace that year. Um, you know, there wouldn't be any consistency in the brand that people could rely on. And I think over time, bro, like the same dude I was in 2009, I'm still that same dude in a lot of ways and I haven't changed. Uh, if anything, I've just enhanced uh, what my foundation was back then. And that gives, that, that gives people, uh, that gives a, a, a consumer or a fan a level of um, confidence in, in your brand. Cause they know that you are like, you're solid, you're consistent and, and they don't have to worry about, um, you know, case in point, people know that I don't curse in my music. You know, I haven't cursed mm-hmm. in my music since my first uh, my first official album, David and Goliath. I haven't been cursing in my music. So there's some people who know, man, if I want to hear some dope hip hop that's not going to have any curse words in it, I could turn D1 on. But if I was to switch that and say, man, you know what? I see other artists that are succeeding on a super large level and they cursing. Let me just try it out and see what, what works for me. That that wouldn't it would actually uh it would actually backfire on me because the the consistency that my brand has as far as being known for something I would uh, I would be confusing people at that point so I never wanted to be like that bro yeah I and you know hearing you say that I feel like that's why we rock with me I I rock with an artist like Jay Z so much because it's like he's consistently grown, stayed the same and just grown within his, within his art. So it's, I, I definitely understand that. Um, but man, just, just listening to you, like aside from music, like where do you feel like your, your confidence and like just, yo, I guess your self-awareness, like where does, where does that come from? And how do you feel like you develop that? Hmm. Hmm. I would say that uh like when I was in high school, uh my confidence came from my confidence came from uh positive affirmations that, that I would get from, from people around me, man. Like like if I if I'm just being honest with you, yeah, my confidence uh it wasn't something that I just walked, you know, that I just walked. 
a little school week, like, hey, I'm the man. But but it came from from people around me saying, like, man, you know what? You're a cool dude, or you you you're pretty intelligent, bro, or like you're a dope basketball player, or like like hearing people around me uh, reaffirm, you know, different different personality traits that I may have possessed. That uh that made me confident, man. So because of that, um, I understand how important it is that we do that for others in the world because I'm not one of those people who can say that like my confidence came from just this immense amount of self-esteem that I've always possessed or I just naturally had this swag about me to where I just knew I was that dude. Like, nah, like I, I didn't. Um, and it continues to be that way to where um, in adulthood now I'm confident and I know why I'm confident in in who God created me to be. Uh, but coming up initially, bro, the confidence came from, from other people. So imagine if I'd have had a circle to where people hit me up, but they constantly talked down on me and tore me down. Um, that would have led to me being, uh, far more self-conscious and, and less confident. So, you know, shout out to people who helped build me up, man, uh, because they, they really instilled the confidence in me. And, and that would be my my parents, my grandparents, uh, even, you know, even friends who 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 would um yeah, man, who would just like say nice things about me. It made me be like, oh, where you think I'm smart? Well, all right, I must be smart because that's my only frame of reference is what people are telling me about myself. Even teachers, bro, that's why humanity is so uh codependent upon one another because uh just like i had teachers build me up and 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 make me feel uh, how smart i was i also had teachers who made comments they made made they may have made a comment one time and they might not remember it to this day but i still remember it 15 20 years later because it's like man that teacher told me something and it really stuck with me um and it really either built me up or or broke me down, you know, and, and I can remember those things. So that's why we got to be kind to one another, man. Um, because it, it, it's other people's affirmation or condemnations that they hate the way someone feels about themselves oftentimes. I agree with you, man. And, um, you know, you mentioned teachers made me think of myself because this, this was my first year teaching music, um, for elementary school. Mm. And like my focus has really been on not so much the skill of music, but just the expression of it. Because I feel like the focus of skill kind of leads to looking for validation or feeling invalid about it. But I was, I was curious to know, you know, you as a, as a music artist, what do you feel like a kid should be learning in music right now? What should a kid be learning in music? Um, you're talking about a kid who is, uh, who's taking like formal music classes. Yeah. More, like, more, more so like in, in school. In school? Or yeah. In school. In school. Yeah. So I think that, I think that knowing the fundamentals is important in anything you're doing, like in sports and music. Um, every subject that they teach us in school, uh, it's important to know the fundamentals. So, because 
and understanding of the fundamentals then allows you to uh, inject your creativity and, and, and your style and your way of how to, you know, embrace and enhance uh, what it is that, that you're being exposed to. So, um, so I think that you need, as, as a kid, you need uh, a, a fundamental, you know, foundation of just the, uh, the, the history of music, the history of whatever instrument you may be learning about. Um, understanding the role that music plays. Uh, I think that I think the fundamentals and purpose are, are important when it comes to music. So knowing the, the different ways in which music is, uh, is, is used and the different uh, roles that music uh, can, can play, you know, in, in different, um, in different, in different walks of life, like, like music can serve this function or can serve this purpose. I think that's important, but then also just understanding the fundamentals of sound and and how sound is created, how sound can be manipulated. Uh, I think that's important as well. And from there, uh, people are always going to run to what's most attractive to them about a certain uh, a certain a certain subject. So if it's music. People are people are gonna naturally gravitate towards if it's horns that that are most attractive to them, they're gonna gravitate to wanting to know more about horns. But before they do that, if it's hip hop, they're gonna gravitate to wanting to know more and more about hip hop and the type of hip hop beats that exist. But at the foundation of that, I think it's important that they know where all of that stuff comes from, you know, and know the the purpose. Like the purpose of because uh music just like a lot of things in life it it has multiple forms do you still there uh, yeah hold up oh yeah yeah, yeah. i i kind of looked on the last part on the last part, um, I believe I was just saying that it's important that uh, it's important that a kid knows uh, the multiple functions and the multiple purposes that uh, their music, you know, can potentially have as well, man. Like the different ways that you can use music depending on what uh, what what walk of life you are currently involved in, about how how music can be you know can can be used to have an effect on people's moods how music can be used to to uh to enhance the presentation of something like when you watch tv you know you'll notice that pretty much every commercial has some type of musical bed in the background and and understanding you know the psychology behind that stuff i think that's important for uh for kids to know because the more that we have our kids asking why the uh, the more intelligent they're going to be in the long run. So you know, the more they're asking why and they're being uh, they're being educated as to why something is like this, the better off they'll be. That's what's up, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely trying to tap more into like the social and emotional learning with music. You know, because. Uh, at least for myself, I know sometimes like my feelings have been so complex 
that it's not easy to put in words. And sometimes the music can take mm-hmm. all of those emotions in one and be that expression, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Most deaf. Now that's, yeah. that's why a lot of us do it, bro. That's why a lot of, you hear that over and over, man, from, um, from musicians is the music allowed me to express something that, that the conversation, you know, couldn't, uh, couldn't quite pull out of me. You know, I was trying to talk to people about it, but I couldn't really talk to them about it, but I was able to make music that, that expressed how I felt like that's, that's that's powerful, and I hear that more and more as I talk to uh, artists and musicians. Yeah, and honestly, man, I feel like if, if you know if that's taught early, like who knows what the future of music will look like? You know what I mean? Like it may not be about you know what was quote unquote hot at the moment, and it may really be about truly just artistic expression of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel like the role? of an artist is like being a recording artist, a musician or whatever, whatever title, you know, the, the industry puts on that person. Like, what do you feel like the true role of that position is? I think it's to, uh, it's to create from, from a, from an honest place, man. Like I, as long as you creating from an honest place, I don't think you can, uh, I don't think you can go wrong. The, you know, the, the thing about industry is industry can, uh, can cause people to, to create from a place that is, uh, that is rooted in wanting commercial or financial success. And sometimes people might say, oh, what I need to create to be most successful is actually not something that uh, is honest, but it gives me the best chance to succeed, uh, you know, financially. And that right there, that's that's tough. Uh, that, that's that's tough. But I think that the role of an artist or the responsibility is to create from, um, yeah, from an honest place, bro. Like as long as you're creating from an honest place, I think that it will uh, it will definitely um, reach who it was meant to reach. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, and it's. Like, I, I definitely agree with you, but it's just also interesting, like, how us as humans, how we put that pressure on artists to, like, be, you know, pretty much everything for us, especially when, you know, when we believe in a certain artist. Like, I, I've been seeing, like, J. Cole getting backlash for, for like, I guess not not speaking up on, on Twitter or Instagram or something, but it's like, at the same time, he's just a, a human being, you know what I mean? Right, right. Hold on a second. Um, yeah, you stay there. There we go. Yeah, I'm there. No, you good. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, bro. I, I, uh, yeah, man. I, it's, t- it's tough because. A lot of times people want artists to to do uh to do to do things that that they want the artist to do and that doesn't mean um that doesn't mean that 
that doesn't mean that the artist is even the best spokesperson. Like Dave Chappelle just stated in his in his uh piece that he did on Netflix, you know, like right now he feels like, no, this is time for the people to speak up. This isn't time for him to be the spokesperson for the yeah. people. And, man, that's that's powerful, bro. When when you think about that, that's that's powerful. Um, that's powerful, bro. I I think that as an artist, yeah, bro. Long as long as you're creating from an honest space, I think that that is perfectly fine. Like everybody isn't going to. That's the only time I have problems with artists, bro. Is when I know for a fact that they're not creating from an honest space, but to where they've mastered the 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 industry financial commercial side of, 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 of the game. They've mastered the industry side of it. So they know how to reach a ton of people, a ton of impressionable fans, but they're not creating art from an honest space. I think that that's the part where I get upset. Cause I feel like, dang, it's almost like you hacked the system. Like you don't, you don't care about, um, you don't care about, even the craft oftentimes you just care about the uh the rewards that that you can reap um you know from manipulating and and kind of hacking the uh the code of how to reach people through this industry through this industry but you don't really care about the the art or the craft um at its core so you're willing to do anything that you have to do to stay uh, what's gonna you know what's gonna cause people to financially support you and what's gonna sell and that's tough man that's tough being a hip hop artist when I see um people doing that man because it makes a mockery number one out of the craft you know it makes a mockery out of the craft bro like it 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 um it it messes it up for people who do really care about um the impact of our words and, and, and who care about pushing the, uh, the genre and the culture forward. You know, it's okay if you have a different experience than me, a different life experience, different upbringing. Um, that's what we don't have to always talk about the same stuff, but there's people who, for some people, they just make a, a complete mockery out of it, bro. Like, like I look at six, nine as one of those people, like six, nine, the artist, uh, the dude Takashi, yeah, he's just a dude that's like, I'm letting y'all know that for me, just way to go ahead on and, and get rich. Like, I don't, the message yeah. that's being put out there, I don't care. If, I don't care if there's 100% lies in the art that I'm creating. I, I have figured out how to tension of the masses and I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to keep putting stuff out that I know will be entertaining and keep them talking. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about the residual uh, damage that it may do, or I don't care about anything else. Like I got the shoulder, and and I I hacked into this game, and I'm I'm going I'm going I got the code, you know, to to keep uh to keep but uh. But I definitely feel like, you know, man, that's 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 something that compels me to to work even harder. Cause I'm just like, I right, bet, um, be the change that you wanna see. Don't I'm not I'm never gonna be that dude that's just complaining about 
this artist and this artist and this artist. No, if I call certain behaviors or certain uh, things out in people, um, you best believe that I'm going to also exhibit the uh, the the change that I would like to see through my art and through my craft. So I feel like that's what I've been doing my whole career, bro. Um, especially coming from New Orleans, like like I, I feel like I've made it to where a kid coming up doesn't have to say like, man, if you from New, nobody from New Orleans ever made it, you know, who was on some positive stuff or who was on some real stuff or who was rapping about God or, or anything. I feel like that's a big part of what I wanted to do is to show people that it's 100% possible to be a man of God, to be educated, to be a black dude, um, and to not have to fit into this narrow definition of what was uh, seen as a real, a real New Orleans dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 no, you got to expand that definition of what you consider real because now you got these kids growing up thinking if I want to be real, I got to be like those four artists right there. Um, cause they're the standard for what real is. And that's going to lead you, you know, that's going to lead you to emulate what, what they represent or what they do. And I feel like there's more to life than just a, a, a couple people that, that were identified as real growing up from here, especially on the music scene. So, um, so that's been important for me, man, is to is to um, understand that I'm a symbol for something much greater than than just myself. Like, I'm not just doing this for me. You feel me? Absolutely. Yeah. Man, I got two more questions for you. OK. Um, the first one is what what would you tell D1 10 years ago his future would look like if you were to go back and talk to him? <laughs> yeah, I would say, I would say that uh, you don't have to, you don't have to worry. Ten years ago, the question was if I was going to make it in the rap game. Um, I would go back and say you don't have to wonder if because you will make it in the rap game. You will be successful. Um, and if anything continue to continue to be more and more bold about what it is that you represent and, and, and what it is you stand for. Like, like don't, you know, don't, uh, don't try to be someone who is going to focus on trying to appeal to everybody. Cause you'll never appeal to everybody, but the people who love you, like that's the ones that you, you that you focus on. Cause they're going to love you for being you. So just double down, on on your message and on what you represent. I would tell myself that. I would also tell myself that um this is a lifestyle that you know that that's going to cause uh that's gonna cause a lot of relationships to to suffer, you know, if 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 um if they don't understand that that this is a lifestyle, this isn't a job. So I would tell myself 10 years ago, like, be okay with some relationships, you know, ending, um, some friendships, some business uh, partnerships ending if y'all, um, you know, if y'all view this differently. Because for some people, this is just a hustle. 
for some people, this is just uh, a means to to get some attention, man, and to be able to, yeah, get some clout. And for me, it's a lifestyle. So the people who are going to be most closely connected to me are the people who are um, understanding uh, that that it's a lifestyle, you know, as, as well, and who are down, honestly, to to be involved in that lifestyle you know what i mean like and i don't mean they got to be in the studio with me writing and recording rhymes but mission vision which is what i started you know identifying my movement as a decade ago i said yeah it's, it's about having mission vision mission vision is about an ever-growing relationship with god it's about using your skills and your talents to uh to make this world a better place and it's about striving to be real, be righteous, and be relevant in everything you do. Um, for me, the people that I'm gonna continue to, you know, like see eye to eye with are gonna be the people who get to that as well in their life, and and they and they pledge allegiance to have a mission, vision in their own life. That's the people I'm gonna continue to be able to relate to. Anybody else? It's just going to be seasonal and I have to be cool with that, you know, and, and I would have told myself that, man, because I've tried to force some, uh, you know, some some relationships to continue when it's like, yo, they're not meant to continue because for that person, they weren't they weren't in this for the same reasons I'm in it. So naturally, we're going to we're going to come to a fork in the road and we're going to take different routes at a certain point. And I'm the dude who I think sometimes. I find myself taking a fork in the road and certain people around me take another fork. And because I want them so bad to still continue to be a part of this, I'll run, you know, run towards the side that they took and try to grab them and hold their hand and be like, come on, like, come this way. Or, or I'll stop walking down my fork in the road and just post up and be, you know, like yelling at them, trying to get their attention, saying, yo, no, 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 and trying to convince them to come this way. Meanwhile, I've stopped moving forward because I had to stop and plant my feet and and yell at them and I'm their attention. And this is a you know this is a game that is moving and 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 cycling through new people and all that stuff. So you know, bro, that's something I would have uh, something I would have done differently, man. Like you know, it's a narrow road that I've chosen to walk down. Hey man, that's that's so real, <laughs> and I I kind of needed to hear that today as well. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Um, what's one piece of advice or one lesson that you could share with the listeners? One piece of advice that I can share with the listeners uh, is this just about life, or is this yeah, about just music? just about just about life that you gained on your journey? Okay. Uh, I know that I know that the most important thing is to understand that we each have a purpose and and the way that you tap into your purpose is you think about your god-given gifts um these are the things that you are naturally skilled at the things that you're naturally passionate about and once you can identify what they are we have to figure out how can we use those same gifts to make this world a more loving unified you know, better place. Like, like what is, you know, what is the, what is the purpose that those gifts were designed for? Because we get a lot of fulfillment when we're doing things that we're good at, or we're doing things that we're passionate about. We, 
we experience that fulfillment and it feels great. But then walking in our purpose entails using those same gifts, using those same passions um, that we have for the betterment of humanity and for the for the the purpose that God had them designed for. And then what you find is that it's life is this journey to where number one, you'll never be bored because there's always something that you can do to sharpen that iron a little more or to make your gifts um, a little more, you know, a, a, a little more powerful, a little more potent. There's always something more you can learn and we're not, but then there's always a lot of people in this world who can benefit from you using your gifts and your talents and your passions for the purpose that God designed them for. Like that's, that's something I would tell people that's in the music industry and outside the confines of the music industry. Yeah. That's what's up, man, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Like I really do appreciate you coming through. It's our love, my brother. I, uh, like I said, man, long overdue, man. I'm yeah, on, man. I'm thankful. <laughs> I was looking at you. Text me on my birthday, and I think it got caught up with just a bunch of people texting me. And I saw, and, and I was ra- randomly sliding through my phone, and I saw your name. I said, man, I never hit Mike back. And when I thought about <laughs> it, I, I said, man, this is this is this is a perfect time, though, bro. Um, perfect time to hit you up and be able to um be able to share this conversation with you, man. And and I look forward to continuing to talk and catch up bro because absolutely we both got we both got teaching in common we both got music in common like we've always just even from a from from you know from a decade ago bro there's always been a uh a commonality there man um that that i think allows certain people to be able to vibe and connect you know and it's just it's a thing it's almost like you know one when you see them like you know like oh okay we cut from that same type of mental cloth and and, and yeah bro I, I get that i appreciate that about you and you know that's what i'm that's what i'm focused on is like continuing to create this power circle to where um it's full of that it's full of that that type of uh that type of synergy that that, that exists yeah. between people who understand not only the art of letting go but the art of of, of building up one another. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, bro, like both of them know, man, the order, cause we all got things that we got to learn to let go. And, and we all got people that we got to learn to, um, to, to build up, you know? So, yeah, man. I, I yeah. appreciate that for real. Can you let the people know where they can find you? Yeah. Anybody, you can find me on all social media platforms at D one music, D E E the number one music. Um, uh, also I'm on Patreon. That's something I've been doing since quarantine, and I'm super excited about that. It's like that's a platform where I offer exclusive content to uh, to my most diehard supporters who want to figure out, like, hey, what's the best way that we can support you directly, D1? Like, we stream your music and all that, uh, but how can we most directly support you? It's a subscription-based platform. So same thing, patreon.com slash D1 music, D-E-E, the number one music. And on all the streaming platforms, when you're looking for my music, it's just uh, spell my name out, D1, D-E-E dash, the number one. So, yeah, man, I, I ain't hard to find. <laughs> yeah. Man, D, I appreciate you coming through. I appreciate y'all mm-hmm. listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go.
Peace. My guy. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let other people know what you think as well. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on all social media at The Art of Letting Go Podcast. Also, you can send me an email, theartoflettinggopodcast at gmail.com or give us a call. Leave a message. We might play it on the show. 213-394-2773. Also, if you would like to support The Art of Letting Go, we got some really cool merch as well as we're now on Patreon. You can find us, The Art of Letting Go Podcast. Subscribe to us. Thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go.